0: good day i'm mark sylvester your host for this hacking the red circle conversation where we talk to people in the tedx world you'll want to know better the show is designed to learn what it takes to produce organize promote and create a world-class event if you're an experienced organizer you'll get some great tips Veteran organizers share lessons they've learned so that first-timers can avoid common missteps. There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. This is your first time to the show. Welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Um, As you know, I like to time travel and I get to get around. Um, This is our first conversation with someone in Argentina, uh, actually talking to TEDx Rosario and Javier Schunes. Javier, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Mark. Nice to be here. Uh,
0: And I think we met at uh, TED Fest in New York City.
1: Uh, Yes, that's the moment I think we actually introduced ourselves. I think we've seen each other a couple of times before. Um, Maybe at the summit in uh, Banff? Yes. That's right. That's right. Yes. Because
0: you're a tall guy, and as tall guys, we can (laughs) see each other across the room, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's it.
0: (laughs) And how how long have you been involved with TEDx? Uh,
1: I think almost uh, since the beginning, since July 2009. Ah, That's when I, I requested my license. Um, yes. And I went to my first Ted event in 2012, I think. Where did you go? Um, to Palm Springs.
0: Oh, so you went to uh, Ted active. That is, that was really, I I wasn't there. I was in long beach, but Mm -hmm. that looked like so much fun and they would take bus, bus loads. Uh, did you come over in the bus, uh, to sit in that one, I think it was a morning session in long beach yes i did yeah that uh-huh. was that was so much fun i i enjoyed those days but i think i like vancouver better i think it's de- oh, right yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i miss uh, Palm springs a little bit but actually i think you, um, the first tournament you go it's like always the 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 best of the because it's all the, the surprise i think yes uh, yes you don't expect you know what to expect then right. the next year you have the talk you have friends yeah uh, and you know what you're getting into
0: yes it is, um, I, you know, I've been going to TED for over 20 years, but I've only mm-hmm. been going to TEDx events. Uh, my first one was the summit last year. So to be at an event where there are hundreds of other people who do exactly what we do mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yes. It's well, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I loved it. But in the first TED, event, uh, TED Active, there was actually a little number of TEDx organizers uh, I think it was uh, below 20% of right. attendance. But then on uh, August, was it? Uh, we went to the TEDx Summit in Doha. Oh, right. And that was 100% TEDx organizers, almost right. uh, over 700. And uh, it was amazing because it was so weird to be... Uh, all of us in a, in, a, in a somewhat strange environment. <laughs> the bonding was, I think, unparalleled in all these years. Going to the TED events,
0: there is something that happens when we all get together, because mm-hmm. we're not competitive, and we <laughs> we are individually competitors because we're all uh high achievers and we're activists and we're leaders and we're all of those things or we wouldn't be able to do what we do, right? However you describe yourself. But when we all come together, we all try to be together and be a community more than try to be that leader and try to tell people what to do. Uh, that's just a sense I got. It was really fun being around a bunch of leaders. i i I love that and and the conversations that we have we're learning from one another which is why i wanted to do this show because i don't want those conversations to stop because they're always Mm -hmm. you know so interesting how many um now tell me in argentina tell us some of the tedx's that uh, our listener may have heard of
1: yeah well i think uh, probably rio la plata is the most well-known um also, TEDx Cordova, I think it's a very good event. Uh, right now, I I love what TEDx Bariloche and TEDx Mar del Plata are doing, and uh, well, there are a lot more events. I think it was uh, Argentina was like a late bloomer boomer in TEDx events because we we weren't we didn't have. Uh, as much as Brazil, for example, mm. we had like ten times more events than us uh, in the first years and uh, but now I think it's uh, it's catching up. Uh, almost every university here has uh, their own TEDx event and um, well Buenos Aires that has the, like a third of the country' population, they have I don't know seventeen events <laughs> I don't know a lot of them
0: Wow, wow, seventeen events. Yes. Really
1: yeah I think I don't know if they're all active right now, but they they have a lot of them
0: now is there um a community of Argentinian TEDx organizers? Do you get together as a group at all?
1: Uh, yes, we actually have like uh, two Facebook groups, like seven WhatsApp groups uh, we've been doing the the workshops since uh, two thousand and ten. Uh, Every year, and now in this Saturday we're having our first one in the south of Argentina in Bariloche. I'm flying there tomorrow. Oh, Um, yeah, and uh, I think the the workshops are are amazing tools to get everybody to know each other. We don't we focus on TED stuff, but I think the the main point of these workshops is to get to know each other better, Mm. so we can uh, just like put out every uh, our problems, our issues, and talk uh, the whole year around <laughs> and help each other. I think the, that's the main point of the workshops, just to make friends so we can tell each other everything and ask all the questions. I think that
0: uh, for the person who's listening right now, stop the tape, go back, listen to that again, and find if there is a workshop in your region <laughs> that you can go, it's probably only going to be a few hours away or a short plane trip away. But the value of spending a couple of days working with people and um, um, having a, a beer with them, sharing a meal, uh, walking. I mean, all those kinds of things where you just get to know one another as humans is a big part of uh, being a part of the TEDx family. Um I, I like it that you said that was yes. the best part of it. Like the things that we can learn, we can listen to, we can read, but we can't have those conversations, can we? It's different.
1: Uh, yes, and um, yeah, well, I think the workshops are just the only opportunity we have apart from TED events to mingle <laughs> and get right. to know each other, and uh, and that's why the we we do it. We do them more like uh, this. Uh, like friends getting together, more than just getting to work. Uh, the first two events I organized them, two, oh. three, first three events I organized them in Buenos Aires after de La Plata, just because it was the one that was getting one well, first, first Telefón Buenos Aires and then Telefórico La Plata, because it was the event that got uh, the most people together. Right. And uh, in two thousand and fourteen, we did it in here in Rosario. Um, we in front of Rosario, we have like a huge river with islands. oh
0: how beautiful
1: yes we had the event and then we got on a boat and crossed oh my gosh and stay there and have uh, like three barbecues and just talked (laughs) about issues and innovations and ideas and anything and then we came back at night really exhausted (laughs) (laughs) but uh, i think uh, um it was fun. we kept doing the events. Uh, we did one in Córdoba and then back in Buenos Aires and this year we wanted to do something away from uh, this region of Argentina and uh, we we were going to bariloche and <laughs> it was fun because we were organizing the events, and somebody said, "I want it to be more like the the events in Rosario because it, <laughs> it was so much fun, and we uh, and we really bonded <laughs> there sure. Um, And of course, we have to talk about uh, TEDx issues. But I think the the main idea in the workshops is like uh, facilitating the opportunity to be available the whole year round, so that uh, we can talk at any moment, not when we are just looking face to face. I
0: I like that idea. And and do you use, use WhatsApp for that? Right, WhatsApp and Facebook.
1: Uh, Yes, Uh, those are the main tools we're using now, yeah, for the workshop at least. Because before the event,
0: we're so frantic, and then during the event, we can't do anything else, and then after the event, we're just tired and we want to sleep. Uh, And it's (laughs) it's in that time, that in-between time, that we have time, right, to reach out. Yes.
1: Uh, What we do here is that uh, we ask for… Uh, for somebody else from that is not in the team that is hosting the workshop to organize the event. For example, I organized the, te- the first workshops in Buenos Aires. Then uh, a, a guy from uh, that is now in Tevex San Isidro organized part of the event here in Rosario, but we got all oh. the free stuff. <laughs> oh. We got all the contacts and the free stuff, so we, we, get, we got all the logistics, but he uh, organized the agenda and everything we did that day. And, uh, and now in Bariloche, there's a bunch of us. It's, it's not one. Uh, so that the guys from Bariloche can focus on their event. Also, right. they try to get free stuff and then we get all the costs and divide it and just uh, pay in advance. And we all travel there. And, but it, uh, something special about these workshops. It's like, it's not Argentina. It's not for Argentina. It's the Southern, Southern Cone workshop.
0: So we have people
1: even from Mexico and Brazil and Colombia and Peru and Chile and Uruguay. Uh, People from everywhere. How many people? I think it's uh, right now it's 60.
0: And that's the one you're flying to tomorrow.
1: Yes. And uh, we've had, I think last year, we had like 130 people because going to Buenos Aires is much easier. And uh, like 30 TEDx events were represented there what's the yeah
0: I want to listener normally I'm I talk about the event but I, I really want to talk about workshops because I think you've done so many of them you've organized them and it's and it's something that's really <laughs> unique and more people are doing them so if, if that's okay dear listener I'm gonna stay along that track what's the biggest surprise to you organizing a workshop um
1: <laughs> uh, okay let's uh, well first uh, a bad sur bad surprise um you, you know when you organize the event uh do you have like a percentage that you know that people are going to fail you, that they're not going to show up Oh, right, so <laughs> do you have sure. it in your event how is it fifty percent, I think? Yeah. Is it or more or less? Uh,
0: it, 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 that's my experience. 50, so 50, hundred percent show up 50% or hundred percent sign up 50% mm. show up.
1: Right. Yes. Well, uh, you, you would expect like being on the other side, suffering that 50% text organizers would be more, uh, prone to attend <laughs> to the workshop. But well, <laughs> I, I think, uh, in a workshop, you have like, uh, 30% non, non show. <laughs> Even if they have confirmed, um, usually it's one problem for one or another, but uh, it, it still happens. <laughs> but well, for the people that go to the workshop, it's uh, it's, it's amazing. It's still it's a it's a large bunch of people, and uh, I think the good uh, surprise it's um, how much we're willing to share about uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> about the issues and um, and the vulnerability we get to express on those events. Uh, and we give uh, strength to each other. And yeah, then uh, yeah. something, some stuff comes up, like, uh, for example, from the last workshop, we got all the guys from communications from our teams to work together. And they came up with a schedule to post uh, information on the, each other's events throughout the year.
0: Oh, nice. So you're um, helping each other on the communications.
1: Yes. And when you get together, the organi- the main organizers of the licensees, they, they have like a big picture of their events. But uh, it's it, it's not easy for them to come up with uh, small collaborations and small plans on what to do. Um, I think uh, this is good to not only allow the licensees or the main organizers to go to the workshop, but invite the whole team and get them all to go there so they can meet other communications crews or other logistics and, and work their specific issues
0: so you invite the whole team i like that and how much um production value do you put in i mean when we do a, a our main event you know we have staging we have to film it we, I mean, we do everything right we we think mm-hmm. about everything do you how much do you pay attention to that or is it do you just find a good comfortable place uh and And that's kind of that's it.
1: Uh, well, it depends on how much time that person taking charge of that is going to want to spend. <laughs> but I think the year after year we're incrementing the amount of production we're putting on the workshops. Uh, at first, we wanted to be we wanted them to be as cheap as possible
0: yeah, uh,
1: sure. and, and now when as the events grow bigger and the connections and uh, the favors you can master (laughs) to make the workshop work are, are getting more important. Uh, We're getting a lot more production. For example, this trip to the Island uh, going to a very nice place to to do the event and film some not talks, but how to uh, videos Mm. on, on, on the event. And, uh, uh, now we're, for example, we're having the TEDx Bariloche event on Saturday. We're having the this TED Global Day uh, on the morning, right. yep. the morning, yep. and then the next day we're having the worship in the oh, morning perfect. and then taking the boat to uh, the limit with Chile to have uh, barbecue there and keep talking and getting yeah. to know each other. Yeah. Uh,
0: Oh, man, like, that sounds like so much fun! I'm, I'm really jealous. I want to go get on a plane <laughs> right now, but my team will miss me. Um,
1: <laughs> well, my event is in three weeks, so
0: oh, they're, no. uh, two weeks. So they're your event me right now. <laughs> is in two weeks, and you're going. Oh my gosh!
1: Uh, but we've done this in the past. For example, in 2014, we had the uh, the event, our largest event to to the day, and. Uh, me and Julian, that are the both the main organizers, yeah. uh, we left for TED Global in Rio <laughs> one week before oh the my, event. Oh my gosh! And, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that's it come, you have a really good team, right? So that yes. How how many people are in uh, TEDx Rosario? How many attendees?
1: Uh, attendees? Yes. Well, this year we were expecting three thousand, and in two thousand and fourteen we had five thousand.
0: Oh my gosh, that's a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> that's a lot of people. And where do you find your speakers?
1: Uh, mostly suggestions. We just uh, keep getting a database each year after year, and then we ask the previous speakers. Um, we receive from an email, we check the media, uh, read books. Um, we haven't had uh, an open Call for speakers. Like uh, we just leave an email that everybody can suggest or self promote. Right, <laughs> right. um But yeah, uh, for, I, I, we haven't had the need to just ask the, uh, like a, like an American Idol or anything. We just uh, <laughs> get suggestions. <laughs> and, I love that. And we have like a lot of material, and we don't even have the time to check everybody. It's like we just go for diversity. Right, right, <laughs> we, right. We get this guy, this guy, this guy, what we did, what we did, what do we need? So we check the list again and try to find somebody else or ask for more suggestions where we get a lot of them. So we have like a lot of material.
0: Well, that's fantastic. That's For speakers. that's the kind of the challenge is getting through that and curating that. What's what's your favorite part of your event, <laughs> or maybe the workshop? The thing mm-hmm. now, we've already talked about the community and and meeting people, but you know, just the the act of doing what you need to do.
1: Hmm. I think. Um, well, my first workshop was in 2010 in TEDx Amazonia. That was actually my first TEDx event outside of Argentina but it was yeah I think it was even my second TEDx event it was in the middle of the jungle in Amazonia in the river on a hotel floating on the river and uh, we had the workshop there and the event the event was it I think it was the first two- day event on uh, for TEDx on, ever and we stayed three days on that hotel Slash boat, <laughs> and it was amazing because I think the what you need to actually make connections is like it's, uh having some sleep <laughs> if, oh. in between the moment <laughs> you meet <laughs> them <laughs> and the moment oh. you really get to know them. Yeah, yeah. Because it's when your your brain settles on the on the faces <laughs> and the experiences, and and then you you actually feel like you met somebody new right if you if you just go to the workshop and talk one day and listen somebody talking there uh you might get to know the person speaking but uh the team uh, needs uh, needs time to build <laughs> this uh, team feeling and between TEDx organizers As you said they, they all are leaders and so they they need uh, like a moment to tear down all the armor and just be themselves and enjoy the, (laughs) the time among equals, would you advise
0: then if someone was thinking of, um, doing a workshop, because I know that part of, um, those who want to get to a level two license need to do a workshop and there are people who are, you know, considering it listener, if you're thinking about this right now, the Mm -hmm. one I'm curious, what advice would you give them about doing a workshop?
1: uh i think the workshop relies a lot on the on the how healthy are the relations among the TEDx events
0: um give me an example of that
1: no because you 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 always if when you're in the same city you have like kind of a competition among them among them okay and uh, it's important to have these workshops just to uh, release a little bit of attention and get to know each other and maybe switch that competition into collaboration
0: yes uh,
1: so it, it, it's like uh, i don't know how to say it, a vicious cycle like uh, you have to have the workshop to um to have a better community but you have to have a good community to make a great workshop <laughs>
0: that there there's that's the t-shirt i want to have that printed you have to have a good community to have a great workshop um <laughs> i i i love i love the idea that the whole team gets invited
1: yes um, that's that is, that is very important i think also because your team usually uh they work for your event yes it, that's right. their objective but when they see other events and they see that they have the same issues they get to feel part of the community right, because right, otherwise, right. only the um, the licensee gets to feel that the community, the one that goes to the TED events or other TEDx events, and um, the workshop is uh, it's different. They they start to f- see uh, like a big picture, and they start to think that the event doesn't end each year, that uh, it's like uh, like an infinite game. <laughs> the event is, is something that happens to your to your team not you make your team to make the event happen
0: <laughs> it's very interesting you say that because during uh these interviews cuz now i've had what 52 interviews mm-hmm. it it became obvious to me very soon that The the TEDx's, like yourself, who have been doing it for so many years, you're not an event that has a team to make the event happen. You're an organization that has an event. You have a team that produces an event, which is what you just Mm -hmm. said, and that they see that bigger picture. They see it's, like you said, as infinite. It's going to go for a long time. So I'm building a sustainable community with my partners, with my team members, with my core team. And there's something about that that everybody takes more ownership and wants to do a better job.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they grow year after year because if you just want to make an event, you just get need to get the best people, for example. But if you are on the infinite game, uh, you need to have the best team. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and they they must uh, want to be on that team, to stay, to share, and to be there for the long run, because otherwise you just get burned after, after each event. Um, this idea came to me in the, one of the Simon Sinek talks. I don't know if he give, gave, uh, gave this talk on a text event or a event. This wasn't. He talked about these two kind of games, the finite game and the infinite game. Um, on the finite game, you have to destroy the others or finish something. The, the objective is clear. Right. But on the infinite game, you, your objective is to make the, the game uh, continue. <laughs> and uh, if you attack the event like a finite game, you lose the team and you have to start all over again each year. Mm, that's, but that's... if you see it in the long run, and uh, like an infinite game, you start trying to make plans for the long run.
0: That's very wise. I'm going to go I'm going to go look for that. I'll put a link in the show note uh for that. I think that's that's an interesting way because when you said infinite, I wasn't sure where that came from, but then you explained it. And isn't it interesting how we wa- how a TED Talk can change how we think about things?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's funny, right? When you you uh I was uh, where was I yesterday? I was talking to someone, and they said, oh, that's just like, and they pull out their phone, and they find a TED Talk, and they said, he talked about this. It was about um radical transparency, about how you have meetings mm-hmm. where everybody's radically transparent in the meeting. Yes. And I said, I've seen that, and you're exactly right. She says, well, that's what we're trying to do with our business. And I was like… Oh, because it was not a TED conversation. This was just my day job, business conversation. (laughs) And I'm meeting with, you know, with these people and they said, oh, the way this is going reminds us. And I I just love that we can, as organizers, create this environment where someone's idea is going to go change someone else's life one talk at a time, right? I mean, that's part of what we do, not only to personally Mm -hmm. get better, but to, to change the lives of others what what's what's the i mean you do a lot of ted i've got to tell you you do you do workshops you've done events you've you know you're you're all in you're in the upper 1% <laughs> in my opinion uh, and you keep doing it which i appreciate however there's a dragon here somewhere in this story there's a challenge that that you have specifically javier what what is that challenge
1: um it's uh, exactly what you said. It's uh, how do you keep doing it? Uh, either by finding the time, the energy, or, or the money, uh, or finding the succession, <laughs> finding somebody that can keep on doing it. And um, what happened, for, uh, at, at least in our team, we were... Growing year after year, getting from our first event with three hundred people to the five thousand event, and uh, what happened after this event was that the, the logistics and the, and everything was so exhausting mm. that uh, we we got burned afterwards, uh, almost the whole team, and it, it was like a fantastic achievement because the, the event was amazing. And I think that, that the city actually noticed <laughs> Rosario as something that uh, the city needed after the, that event. Uh, um, uh, let, me, let me tell you a little bit about, uh, about it. It was 5,000 people. It was out in the open air. What year? Uh, it, it was in 2014. Got it.
0: In, in open air?
1: Yes. Uh, it was oh. on a, the, the flag memorial. It's called. It's here in Rosario, and uh, we didn't have any forecast for rain, but it rained anyway. Uh, it rained really heavy, <laughs> a lot. Wow! And it's uh, in a moment. It, it was a surprise because it wasn't in the forecast, and the people just. We had to cut uh, to finish one of the talks uh, right there, and we put the the break a little earlier and people left and we said well what we are what are we going to do now and uh, and 20 minutes after that it stopped raining and everybody came back with umbrellas uh-huh. they have gone to their houses to their homes oh, great. because this is in the middle of the city right and they came back with their umbrellas and i think i i sent you one of the pictures of the of the okay, event okay
0: good good
1: taking place under the umbrellas and uh, was was a shock was that Afterwards, people told us that the best thing was the rain. <laughs> they loved the talks. They loved uh, the event. We actually had tried to break a Guinness record on that event. Uh, but the, what the people remembered the most was that not everybody had an umbrella. So they shared it. And oh. under that umbrella, even though there were like 5,000 people, the intimacy of being under <laughs> the rain in, in that closed space, oh my gosh. Uh, they just loved it. And afterwards, we could continue the event and we almost got it completely. Uh, we only had to cut loose one of the speakers that we're going to have him this year. <laughs> um, oh, you've
0: invited him back.
1: Yes. And we had, it started to rain a lot. It was really oh, shocking <laughs> for us. <laughs> we had to take everything down quickly. On oh, the
0: electricity and everything.
1: Yes. Yes. And, um, but the people stayed on the only place that was, that had a roof. They, they, because we have like an orchestra there prepared for the breaks and they as they couldn't leave they started playing music and everybody started dancing and they oh stayed for gosh. another hour dancing oh under the gosh. rain and then on the feedback we also got messages from people saying it was amazing because I went back to my house all soaked, uh, running on the street with people I had never met before talking about uh, the talks and the ideas wow and uh, <laughs> For us, it was like a lot of tension. That the rain, but it, it, it gave the, it gave the the event like uh, some some mystical bail. I was just going <laughs> to feel was... like a a magical thing yes, that the, happened. Yes, that the you could never have planned amazing. for that. No, and uh, I even remember uh, <laughs> Sherry uh, Garbowski from Czech Plata coming afterwards when the, we we stopped the event. We started taking everything out and he came to help. And, and we asked him, so how are you doing? How are you feeling? Because we were all soaked up. And sure. he said, I feel happy. Nice. <laughs> I feel <laughs> happiness. Nice. Because the energy was so high. Everybody was dancing uh, there and oh taking gosh. the chairs out and taking down the, the, the LED screens. And uh, afterwards, when we could finally get everything together <laughs> out of the rain, we were in shock and somebody shouted, the beanbags, the beanbags are floating away. Oh, we said, no. "What?" And the big, uh, there was so much water now that the beanbags were actually floating and they were floating <laughs> out to the streets. <laughs> and We had to chase them.
0: Was there a picture? Hopefully there's a
1: picture of that. No, project. it was already night. It was night. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> there is a oh. picture of the beanbags being there <laughs> in, the, in the event all night. But <laughs> <laughs> not, not, uh, at uh, night it was... We're all soaked with uh, we our phones in the, in our tr- in our pockets also too, oh my but gosh. Um, but yes, and um, then well, uh, after that we said okay we we need a rest. So afterwards we took like uh, the next year we had like some <laughs> we tried dele- delegating <laughs> a little bit of the of the control of the event like radical delegation actually yeah and we the team did great we did like a small event uh, two two small events a women and then the 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 main event
0: yeah
1: uh i think it was 400 people each and and it was it was nice (laughs) we also got to rest uh and then last year we came back with a lot of energy with our ideas uh more settled Knowing how to, it's like we know how to manage time better. We know how to manage yeah. the team. We could increase the team in size and delegate a lot more, give a lot of more power to the, to the person responsible in each, in each uh, uh, sub-team. Sub and uh, We had an amazing event last year. It was, I think, our best event to the date. And uh, well, looking forward to this year. <laughs> what are you? What
0: are you most looking forward to? You've got to in t- in in two weeks.
1: Yes. Well, this this event last year's was a uh, thousand and eight hundred. We did it in a theater in the. It's like the oldest, most ama- more um, most amazing uh, theater in Rosario. Uh, but it went great. But it's o- it only had place for. And uh, uh, Now we're going to do it again out in, in the open air. Uh, in a, it's a uh, it's a stadium, but it's just for athletics, so it doesn't have like uh, it's not like a big fo- fo- football stadium. It's just the right. the field. Yes. And we're expecting 3,000, and it's uh, and we're hoping it doesn't <laughs> rain. <laughs> And if it rains, we are hoping to get some uh, some forecast before so, so that we can move everything to to under the roof. But but we can't count on that, so we're just telling the people be ready, get your umbrella ready.
0: Yeah, now you know, right? You yes. have a little experience. <laughs> I love that story. I'm I'm looking forward to writing that up and and looking at some of the pictures on your Flickr page. And putting together a little something.
1: What? Yes. Um, also. Yes. One more thing about that event. Yeah. the One in 2014. We didn't know how to get 5,000 people because Rosario is big; it's one million people. But it's not one million is uh, is not that that big. <laughs> uh, for example, Buenos Aires is 13 million, and uh, they had trouble getting the 10,000. And for us, 5,000 being. Like ten times smaller. It was it was a big deal. So what we thought of was well, let's let's make a a brainstorm session. Let's tell the people we they don't have to come here just to hear ideas. We want to hear their ideas. So right. we said, uh, why don't we try to break a Guinness record and make the largest brainstorm session in the world? <laughs> oh, uh, and so we did that. <laughs> we we communicated uh, the the. The communication was that, uh, please come help us break this Guinness record. We com- we got in touch with Guinness. They came to the event and uh, I don't know. We had like uh, 100, 150,000 postcards filled with ideas that we got from... Uh, from three questions we also invited our first speaker from our first event to conduct the this <laughs> this activity. Wow. And it was crazy because wow. in that moment was one was when the rain started and nobody oh. wanted to leave. So right, we right, have pictures right. of people under umbrellas writing uh, the cards. Votes. Oh my god yes writing the cards. And then the cards also started to float in, in their bags. Oh. We put them in, in big bag- bags and they yes. started to float also. <laughs> so, but we didn't lose any of them. So that that was cool. And um, But uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. And for the city to remember the, the brainstorm session was <laughs> uh, something completely different of what they expected to happen in the event.
0: That is just even considering like what could we do to set a guinness (laughs) record and how does a tedx make it it's the largest brainstorming session in the world (laughs) unbelievable
1: and and, uh, but the idea was not to get the ideas the idea was to uh, also use the questions to to switch to change the mindset of the people (sighs) so we had three questions (laughs) Uh, the first one was uh, was uh, let me remember What do you, what can you do right now to make your neighbor happy?
0: Okay. That's number one. The second
1: question was, what can you do to make other people want to come to visit your city? Okay. And the third question, we didn't tell them to write them on the cards. We told them to write them on their hands, directly on their hands. And it was. What can you do in the next nine months to improve yourself?
0: Oh. So all three answers, they got wrote on their hands?
1: No, no. The first two on the cards for the brainstorm session. The last one was was for them. So (laughs) they had to take it with them uh, to their houses and to their lives. And we said nine nine months. Why? Well, it's the time to get... (laughs) Somebody, a new person born. So right. why not take nine months to reborn, give a rebirth to everybody else? And the idea was this: to make to get people thinking about uh, how to make other people happy, about what's nice about uh, the city, about Rosaria. Yep. yeah. And to think about what they have been uh, kicking on living there, procrastinating in their lives, and they and to get them like a little push to start thinking how to accomplish it
0: the fact that you've got 5000 people to do that is absolutely <laughs> amazing javier uh what um gosh i want to go to your tedx if you ask me which tedx we could go to but um if i could take you on the magic red carpet to any tedx in the world where are we going to go
1: that's a tricky question because uh, going to the TED events, I get to know a lot of people, and they speak English in their in, in the TED event. But most uh, most of them, they don't have English-speaking te- TEDx events or Spanish or at least Portuguese. And I think uh, if you if you ask me that question, I think there are gr- a lot of great events that I can't go because I wouldn't understand anything. Yes. Uh, but I think. Well, uh, I have the. I, I've been lucky like, enough to go to Rio La Plata and, and a lot of events around here, or to Amazonia. I think Amazonia was, I mean, uh, out of the charts event. Yeah. And uh, but I would also like to go to, of course, Sydney. I would like to go to Tex Ubud in in Bali because it's Bali, but also because the the um, uh, how they said um, it's it's so beautiful. The pictures are so beautiful from mm-hmm. that event that mm-hmm. I want to be there. I want mm-hmm. to go there. Uh, the design in that event is just amazing. Amazing. I want to go to Sao Paulo, which, which uh, from because it's Elena. It's it's here. It's near. <laughs> right, I couldn't yes. go this year because I it was very busy, but I want to go. I want to go to Amsterdam. I want to go to Vienna. Uh, I saw one live stream from a salon salon event from Vienna. And it was so amazing that I said, if this is the salon, how good. Oh my be gosh, there? right? The main event. Oh yes. my
0: gosh. I'm going to put that on my list to uh, pay attention to when their next salon is.
1: Also, well, this year in, at TED Fest, I met uh, Nika. Uh, she organizes TED at Lud- Ludwigiana, I think. <laughs> and uh, what they did was they did the first TEDx event on a plane. What? Uh, Yes, and uh, the plane just took off. They gave the talks on the air, and then landed on the same place. (laughs) And uh, tell me, uh, tell me,
0: spell that for me. I'm going to go look that up.
1: uh, Let me check it out. Uh, It's 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 hard. It's L J U B L J A N A.
0: And where where is that in Poland or East Eastern Europe? Uh,
1: Yes, around there.
0: (laughs) East Eastern, yeah, because that that is uh, definitely Eastern Europe. Oh my gosh!
1: Also, I'd like to go to TEDx Vilnius because, well, the guy, uh, all the girls from the (laughs) Ruta, they they do an amazing job. Um, (laughs) their organizing abilities, I think, it's incredible. Uh, also, Mid-Atlantic, TEDxCERN. <laughs> I would love to go to Christchurch to see how Kyla is doing over there. I think yeah, that she makes yeah. amazing events. You also did the Scott Base and yeah, with the guys from. I've had a the lot train, of these so.
0: people on the show, <laughs> but you've given me some <laughs> ideas of people that I've not talked to, uh, and. Uh, you know I know I've got a job for life because there's more tedx's than I can ever talk to yes. in my lifetime if i did one if I did one every day i I would have to do ten a day <laughs> and i that's just not gonna happen um but i I'm so i I so much love this. I want to finish off with the thing I know our listeners is waiting for, which is that hack. What is that free thing that you can do? that a uh, another organizer could do that makes such a huge difference and doesn't cost you any money at all?
1: Uh, well, I think it's... The first thing is uh, I think of, it's the experience not to worry too much. <laughs> um, that's what gives you making an event after an event. It's that you learn to manage your... Uh, how much trouble you make in your mind for every detail. And um, you, you get to enjoy your event a lot more, just running around, uh, putting out fires. Mm-hmm. We call them. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I think we got really good at putting out fires as we call it. We, we were not in danger, but we love to just get things done, in, <laughs> planning everything and then being able to just go with the flow on that day. Yeah. we realize that the, the people attending the event they don't know what to expect so right. anything you give them <laughs> is going to be yeah, yeah, perfect yeah 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 isn't and, that funny right yes and uh, and in rosario we like to change the venue every year so oh we have like a lot of <laughs> fire <laughs> on on the day of the event because there are a lot of things that is unexpected and we really I think we've learned to manage them uh, really fine. And what is happening right now here, at least for us, is that we're getting called to organize many other events that they are not TEDx events. And <laughs> they're telling us be, be, very little time to prepare them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we've been very good and uh, on doing that. And it's crazy that, uh, that we've we've been successful successful in that, and when they they hire us, they they don't expect this. They they know we do TEDx events and we're creative, but they they don't realize until they see us working how calm we are in the oh, middle nice. of the of the of a fire. <laughs> and, um,
0: and what else? Well, uh, well, I'm thinking that. If you have 5,000 people, you're in the middle of your mm. TEDx event. It's the largest one you've ever done and it starts to rain. <laughs> and that turns out to be the very best thing that happened. I don't think anything you guys are going to have anything that you can't handle because you'll just think back and said, ah, oh, this is nothing. We just, <laughs> we'll just do it. Javier, yes. thank you so much for sharing this time with us and with our listener who, uh, now they, Heck, I, I absolutely have now added TEDx Rosario to my list uh, of places <laughs> that I want to go. And I want to, I'm going to go get that person who did TEDx on a plane, uh, and have them on the show. Cause I want someone, I think it was, um, from Kat Haber from TEDx Vale. When I asked her, mm-hmm. uh, which TEDx, she says, I want to have a TEDx on the International Space Station. And I thought, (laughs) I thought, okay, there you go. Uh, Scott Bass was about as close as you could get to being on space, I think. And, uh, I'll be posting, uh, TEDx Christchurch here in a few weeks. We had a great conversation, uh, amazing team. And I talked to Trent, uh, back in the day. So Javier, thank you so much and, uh, very, very glad to have you as a guest on Hacking the Red Circle. Thanks, Mark, for inviting
1: me. It's uh, it's an honor to be here with you. <laughs> nice. Okay. Bye, bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show, or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.